With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents the Health Podcast. If you have chronic knee or hip pain, a procedure known as radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, can be used to block the pain. Here to talk with us about the Cooleaf radiofrequency ablation procedure is Corey Johnson, certified registered nurse anesthetist with Pullman Anesthesia Associates. Corey, thanks for your time. So what is the Cooleaf radiofrequency ablation procedure? Great. Yeah, thank you. The the radiofrequency ablation <clears throat> procedure is a process where we we target sensory nerves uh, of the knee and hip. Uh, and so ner- nerves, small nerves that come out of the knee and hip joint uh, that send pain signals uh, to the spine and brain. And the radiofrequency ablation procedure is we introduce a probe that creates heat around these nerves that disrupts the pain signals uh, to the spine and brain, um, <clears throat> which relieves uh, the pain symptoms, uh, reducing the need for other medications or further procedures. So, Corey, how is the procedure performed? Yeah, so um, the, the the introduction of these probes uh, is a bit uncomfortable, and so it does require uh, patients to uh, go under uh, um, a deep sedation, uh, similar to a sedation that someone might have for a colonoscopy or an, another minor procedure. Um, and at that point, once the patient is comfortably uh, napping, um, we go ahead and, and use fluoroscopy or x-ray to identify the anatomical landmarks that indicate uh, where these sensory nerves come out of the knee. Um, we use a little local anesthetic after we mark all those sites, uh, introduce uh, some 17-gauge or fairly decent-sized introducer cannula at those sites, all under X-ray guidance. Uh, once they're in place, uh, we go ahead and put the radiofrequency probe in to the cannula at each site. <clears throat> uh, we use electrical stimulation to test for motor nerve involvement. Uh, and so, obviously, we don't want to uh, to do any ablation to any of the motor nerves that create movement in the leg. We want to focus strictly on the sensory nerves. So we test each of those sites for motor nerve involvement, and once we've determined that they're negative uh, for motor nerve involvement, <clears throat> then we use some local anesthetic at each site. Uh, the probe is inserted. Um, uh, again, the placement is, is checked by uh, X-ray and we begin the ablation process. Um, The ablation process itself takes about two and a half minutes at each site. Um, The radiofrequencies uh, create a temperature of 80 centigrade, uh, which is uh, 176 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, So fairly good temperature that that creates uh, that disruption of the nerve uh, so that it can no longer transmit those pain signals. Um, And after all four sites, there's three sites above the knee joint and one site below the knee knee joint. Once all four of those have been ablated, um, the the cannulas are removed, local anesthetic is injected into those sites, and a bandage is placed, and you're taken back to uh, the room where you started. So how long does this last? What is the average length of pain relief? Does it go to work automatically, or do you have something you can turn it up or turn it down? How does this work? Sure. Yeah, there's no implanted device uh, that uh, is adjustable. Um, This is um, once the procedure is complete, most people leave uh, or wake up without pain in their knee. Um, The pain is is gone. Um, 
the the peak results of the pain relief it takes approximately three weeks for us to determine uh, the the peak of pain reduction we get from the ablation. Um, but but like I said, people typically leave uh, the hospital without pain in their knee, um, and that continues over a three week period to where we determine well this is about the the, the spot we're going to be. Um, the statistics are that people get. 50 uh, to 67% reduction in their pain symptoms. And that uh, reduction in pain symptoms lasts uh, anywhere from six months uh, to 18 months. Um, Now, that's on a bell curve, and so some people have a little less. Some people may have a little bit more. But most people under the bell curve get anywhere from six, uh, uh, six to 18 months of pain relief from this. The nerves themselves will regenerate, and those pain symptoms um, you know, will return. Uh, and so, this is not a permanent pain relief solution, um, but it does last for a significant length of time, and allows people to reduce their pain medicines they may be taking, or become more active, and go back to the things they enjoy doing. And can you do the procedure again? Is this something you would do every six to eighteen months for a period of years, or is this a one-time or two-time? Uh, attempt to give the person some pain relief or like you say, they can exercise and kind of through physical therapy, get themselves out of this situation. Yeah. So, so this can be done uh, over and over again, multiple times. There's not necessarily a limit to the amount of times that we would do this. Now, if it was, uh, you know, um, any any procedure that we do is not a hundred percent effective. And so if, if somebody didn't, um, didn't get the results that they were looking for or didn't find results from their procedure at all, you know, that would be an indication that we probably wouldn't go ahead and, and do this again. Um, but but anyone else that's finding results with this that would prefer to continue with this therapy versus some other definitive therapy um, versus whether that's surgery or something else, um, it's something we could do over and over again. Um, yeah. So it seems like there are unique features of RFA One being this is non-narcotic as people are looking for non-opioid solutions. Yeah, um, you know, this procedure is, 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 is useful for uh, patients in a lot of different circumstances. And so you have patients that have uh, advanced arthritis at an early age um, where uh, surgeons are reluctant to place, uh, um, um, artificial knees at a young age because they have a life expectancy as well. And so patients who are younger than the age that an orthopedic surgeon would be willing to to place uh, uh, an artificial knee or hip, um, we can provide pain control, um, reducing or completely eliminating the need for opioids um, uh, and extending their activities of daily living, extending uh, their their hobbies and and the things that they enjoy doing um, as they uh, you know get to a point where uh, where where they can have a knee or hip replacement. Um, <clears throat> secondly, it can be used for a patient who just is not ready to go through a hip or knee replacement at this time. Uh, they prefer to wait, um, but the pain is significant enough that it's limiting uh, the things that they enjoy doing. <clears throat> uh, they can be used for patients who are preparing for a total knee or a total hip replacement. 
So we could perform the radio, the Kuhleaf radio frequency ablation. Uh, the patient is able to perform physical therapy before their procedure, strengthening the muscles of the knee or hip. Then they undergo the, the hip or knee replacement, and then they're able to participate uh, more aggressively with their physical therapy after the total joint replacement, um, uh, potentially reducing the, the length of recovery. Um, and then lastly, um, there's a percentage of patients who continue with chronic pain after having a total joint. Uh, but it's a small percentage, but there is a percentage that continue with chronic pain after those joints are replaced. And this is an opportunity for them to get pain relief, uh, uh, reducing their need for opioids or other medications, uh, giving them uh, more access to enjoyment uh, and, and, and uh, the activities they enjoy doing. Clearly, there are benefits, pain relief, improved functionality, and more. So would someone need a doctor's referral for this? Uh, typically, we receive a doctor's referral. Um, um, we we like to have a referral from an uh, orthopedic surgeon. Uh, they're the experts in, in kind of giving a patient all of the different options uh, after reviewing their x-rays and, and their examinations, um, whether that be uh, surgery or physical therapy or injections or um, a Cooley radiofrequency ablation. Um, <clears throat> we we receive uh, referrals from primary care providers. Um, we've referred. Uh, we've been. We've gotten referrals from uh, uh, physician assistants and nurse uh, advanced practice nurses. Um, oftentimes, we will go ahead and do a consult with these patients. And then um, we have a side consult that we have with the orthopedic surgeons that we work with, uh, just to make sure that there's uh, uh, that we're not missing something that may be offered to to these patients by the orthopedic surgeon before we move forward with uh, the ablation. The biggest thing is that we want to make sure the patients have been uh, thoroughly examined and given all the options, uh, so they have the best opportunity for the best choice in their care. And then who performs the procedure and where is it generally performed? Oh, great question. Um, so currently at Pullman Regional Hospital and our procedural pain management clinic, <clears throat> we're currently performing these in the operating room. Um, it is not necessary for them to be performing them in the operating room. We can, we can perform them in a clean procedure room. Um, and the, and in the future we'll be moving them into a clean procedure room. Um, but at this point, they're done in the in the uh, operating room. Um, um, uh, myself uh, and others at, at Pullman Region or at Pullman um, Anesthesia Associates perform the actual procedure of Cooley radiofrequency ablation. Um, one of our partners within the group um, will perform the anesthetic, uh, the the, uh, the sedation that's required for the procedure to be done. And so it's two pieces. It requires two anesthesia providers, uh, one to do the anesthesia and one to perform the procedure um, to safely have you uh, uh, resting comfortably while we do the procedure. That sounds good. Well, Corey, really interesting. And thank you so much for your time today. For more information on the Cool Leaf Radio Frequency Ablation Procedure, please visit PullmanRegional.org. That's PullmanRegional.org. This is the Health Podcast from Pullman Regional. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.